Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to one of our podcasts from Wessex LMCs. My name is Louise Greenwood, and I'm the Director of Education. And today I'm joined by Dr. Rebecca Lai, GP, and Alex Kimber, a managing partner from the Grove Medical Centre in Dorset. So, welcome to both of you. Hello. Thanks. So there's a lot in the media at the moment about patient access for services at GP practices and how this demand is managed. And I know that you've changed the way you're working. And today we're going to be here a little bit more about that. Um, but first of all, it's really important for us to find out about why you thought you needed to change. And so can we start this morning, possibly with you, Alex? I think you were in this sort of in this from the start about um bit of background, why you thought you wanted to change and yeah, the reasons for that. So so what was your thinking at the time and, and how long ago was that actually? Um, I think we changed in September was when we started this change and then, but we'd been planning it for a few months beforehand um, to get into it. So basically our GPs were doing 12 hour days as most GPs are and I think they're all finding it very long, very tiring and they trouble working consistently and by the end of the day they were concentration issues usual thing that gps have um the workload wasn't going down it was going up um it needed to be structured in a better way to make it a bit more manageable um so and work-life balance was going out the window um and it wasn't particularly appealing we've had um we're very lucky in that we managed to recruit four new doctors um across a period of a year and it the um, demographic of our GPs have changed so we've got quite a lot of young GPs now with um, primary school aged children or even younger so finding a way that to, so they didn't have to perhaps accept a 12-hour day and being able to split the day up so that they could potentially do the school run and um, either end of the day or they could get home for bedtime or whatever it may be that they could actually balance their work life a bit better okay. so that was the driver for it really and I think Rebecca you've been at the practice a little while but you hadn't been working quite in the same in the same way since till last September I think you were a trainee weren't you at the practice yes yeah so was this sort of change attractive to you coming in in a sort of new way of working at the practice yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, I, I've I've been at the practice now uh, two years, um, but the the first eighteen months was as a registrar, um, and uh, and I joined as a partner in October, um, and so was really in, uh, encouraged by this change because I do have two primary school age children, um, and often uh, with the working the full days I wouldn't see them uh, either in the morning or in the evening um, before bed um, so it's been nice because this way I've been able to spread my um, working pattern throughout the week which means that on a Monday I can take them to school and on a Friday I can pick them up even though they're both my working days um, so that's been a real positive for family life. Yeah, and that's so important, isn't it? You've got to enjoy your enjoy your work and enjoy your life. And if you're not enjoying it, if they're, they're conflicting with each other, no one's going to be happy, are they? So what right. did you do, Alex? Um, how, what did you hope you were going to achieve, obviously, by the work-life balance? And, and so what did you do to I expect lots of people want Monday morning off and Friday afternoon off? So, and obviously, somebody, you have to cover all the shifts all the time. So, so tell me what you did. 
Okay, so we took um, basically a, a two hour, two session day um, and split that into two six blocks because uh, that's and stated that's what we would normally do is a two six hour sessions, 12 hour day. And what we did was um, we've moved to a three session day. So we've effectively split that into three, four hour, 10 minute ish blocks um, across the day. So we have nominally an eight to 12, a 12 to four and a four to eight blocks and the finance went with that as well so so your typical gp session says um 15k for easy maths so um across the two days that a two session day would be a 30k for example for the partnership but for a partner um then you split that into three so each block of the three day becomes then 10k does that make sense yeah so um and then what we looked at was who wanted to work where um, uh, perhaps um, more long-standing GPs were more keen to carry on doing what they were doing because it fitted in with what they were doing. So they were still going to do the long days. Um, everyone agreed that everyone would at least do at least one four to eight session to help cover our extended hours um, or extended access as it now is. Um, and yeah, so I think that's kind of where we got to. It was let's split the day up a bit better and move the deck chairs around and um, make the sessions shorter, make the surgeries shorter. So the GPs now do three surgeries a day rather than two. Um, so they see 11 patients or have 11 patient contacts per session as opposed to, I think it was up towards 20. Um, so we've reduced the number of appointments potentially you could argue but it's about making it safe for the GPs so yeah and did that feel different Rebecca as a GP did that that change of having three set three sessions and option and obviously um, opting to work the sessions that would have suited you anyway um and the slightly shorter surgery, more bit more concentrated, but knowing they've got a gap a bit later on, did that feel better? Yeah, and I think across the board, actually, it's been reported by all the GPs that they have preferred this um, shorter surgeries. I think many of us reflected prior to these changes how you start your afternoon surgery um, and by the time you're hitting patient 17, 18, 19 of an evening, your uh, decision-making capabilities are definitely reduced. Um, and um, so we found that it's helped having that um, pressure reliever almost. You see kind of 11 patients, then you've got a bit of a break. You see 11 patients, got a bit of a break, and you see 11. Um, it definitely helps um, feel that you've um, completed part of the day. It gives you that kind of completion feeling after each section um, and and definitely makes you feel fresher for each, each surgery. So I think that's been really good. And I think as well, the particularly with the transition back from majority remote consultations to we really now see 90% of ours face-to-face -face again, um, and so I, I think definitely everyone has felt that that has been slightly smoother because um, going back to 18 or 19 face-to-face -face consultations in a row, uh, certainly we're a little bit uh, finding that very intense. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yes, there's, there's time. There's, and I think you've also, um, as well as doing the sort of three-session um, change, you've also looked at the team working 
aspect of that. So, Alex, how does that work? So we've got 12 GPs um, and we were trying to find a way of doing continuity of care a bit better because most of our GPs were then choosing to work um, three days a week um, rather than four. We've got some that work four days a week. So if the the patient, if that GP is not in for a couple of days, then they get a bit, some of our patients really want to see the same GP again. So we were trying to find a way to make that a bit better. So we have split our GPs into three teams of four. Um, And so we have an orange, purple and a green team because they were the random colours that happened to pick out my pen drawer at the time. Um, So they've, we've got that. So if a patient can't see that they are their own GP from the green team, for example, they will see, try and we'll try and get them in with another member of the green team so that each team then looks after a third of the patients between them. So there's a bit of cross cover. They, um, that work also works for GP's annual leave. So there's only one member of each team allowed to be off at once. So there's always somebody from the green team on, someone from the purple team, someone from the orange team. So we've always got that cover and that seems to be working quite well. And does that work also with um, pathology results, blood test results, patient letters? Do they go to the team to deal with? So it's all patient contact. Is that how it works, Rebecca? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All all patient contact. And how about receptionists? Um, and, and and do they sort of um, do you have sort of receptionists that just deal with the green patient patients, or do you have patient services managers, or how, how do you work the sort of logistics behind the scenes with that, Alex? So um, the patient calls come in as normal, and the uh, the patients um, are obviously able to look up which is the patient's usual doctor. So and they just took a little while to get to know who was in which team, but they got that fairly quickly. So. They then tend to, the way that we've structured the rotors, it's very visible. As, so all our, all the green team all have the, the round the edge of the rotor is all green and all it's very simple visual cues. So the purple team are purple and the orange team are orange. So it's fairly simple to see, okay, so I can't say Rebecca's not in, in today, but one of the others from the orange team is, so they can put them quite simply with that. It work, and that seems to help patient services quickly direct to the team as well. And how does that feel, um, Rebecca, from a GP's point of view? Does it help the continuity of care? Yeah, I think it has done. And I think um, the continuity of care is something that we feel quite strongly about um, and uh, was something that we were quite focused on wanting to, to do better. Um, and by this way, we feel that we're able to um get to know a cohort of patients much better um, over over the period of time other than rather than across. And also I think it helps with learning how different GPs work and how they like to um, to manage things. Certainly learning three colleagues' ways of, of managing things is much easier than 11 other colleagues. Um, and, um, and so what we try to do is we often will manage um, acute things, um, ourselves but if it's something that's a bit more chronic or um or something that we think will will take longer to um unpick and, and establish a management plan for then often we'll do that initial contact and then arrange follow-up passing back to the usual gp and and it's certainly all of our preference really in the surgery and i think that's important to have established but it's our preference in the surgery that we get those patients back so that we can have that uh continuity because it's 
it's better for patients and and it's better for us. It, I think it provides much more work satisfaction um, and uh, and provides a better service for patients. And have you had to structure up within the orange team within the green a little meeting? So you because I guess it, it could be that your ships that pass in the night you don't necessarily all work at the same time because of the nature of what you do. So do you have to sort of construct a time to get together to discuss things, or is it a little bit ad hoc? Um, no, we did. We um, uh, initially had a bit of a meeting together to um, to kind of work out how we wanted to do things. Um, and particularly with leave and things, it's helpful. Then we've got um, a WhatsApp group that we keep each other up to date with. Um, and, uh, and and it's certainly a work in progress. And I think it's something that um, I'm part of the Orange team. And, and we um, have been reflecting over the last couple of weeks. Actually, we might need to get back together and just um and make a few adjustments uh to to improve um our our functioning as well so it's definitely a work in progress but but i think no good communication is really important always isn't it always um alex i think that wasn't the only thing you did at the time what else have you done and i think you've been quite keen to absolutely involve the patients with it every step of the way yes so um, we worked with our patient group and informed them of the changes and got them understanding that actually what it meant for the patients was actually our appointment times were not just morning or afternoon. They were spread much more throughout the day. So we some, patients, some, some of our GPs that will start seeing at eight o'clock and some will start a bit later in there. So each block, each GP could manipulate a little so they could arrange their two-hour surgery within that four-hour window however they liked to a certain extent um so for the patients it has meant a bit more flexibility in the appointment availability um we also did some work with patient services where we've color-coded which i nicked from a um, or borrowed i should say from a i think a practice in devon who I, i listened on a podcast and they do um on the, for the same day appointments, they do red, amber and green regarding availability. Um, so we start, we tried that and that's worked really well. So, so um, early in the morning, obviously, we've got, got lots of greener slots for the same day. So those get filled up um, after they've been triaged by patient services. Then there's amber slots. And when we change from amber, green to amber, and then amber to red, the message on the telephone system changes to alert the patients that are phoning in that we're struggling for appointments or we've only got urgent appointments, absolutely urgent appointments left for the day. Um, and that's helped, um, I think, some of the angst you sometimes get from patients where they've been hanging on and hanging on and hanging on and then find that they want to be seen today, but there is no very little availability. And they get very... Um, um, shall we say, uh, challenging for patient services at times and um, can get quite cross quite quickly, perhaps. So actually by alerting them that actually this is a situation we are currently in has allowed that the patient to know what to expect before the, they actually speak to someone. Um, and that has definitely helped. Mm, no, that sounds great. So was one of the things that bringing any sort of change in, was everybody on board with it? How easy was it within your practice? Because you're quite a big practice, aren't you, to bring the whole team along with this change? And how did you do it? Well, I pitched it at a, um, a partner's meeting um, one evening. And um, I did get a few sort of, you want to do what, Alex, uh, looks. Um, but actually, everyone was like, OK, I could see this could potentially work. We need to do something. Let's try it and see how it goes. So it was a bit of a rotary restructure. It did take myself and my operations manager quite a while to rejig the rotors and sort them out. But and then, and then everyone wanted to tweak their rotors a little bit. And it was a little bit 
um, like, oh, are we, we going to get there? But we did. But yes, I think certainly the GPs were on board because they were willing to try anything, I think, at this particular point. And uh, I think patient services were a bit like, oh, we've got, how are we going to manage with the teams? And uh, there was a little bit of angst there. But um, I think once we got going, it was, yeah, it's worked probably better in the first iteration before we started tweaking things than I expected it to, if I'm honest. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's nice to hear. And have you done it with all the clinicians? So the nurses, the, have you have got physios, anybody else coming in? Or is it just the GPs at the moment? It's just the GPs at the moment are... Um, our about to qualify nurse practitioner is about to move to the block session as well. She's currently sat within the nursing team, but is moving across to, um, she qualifies in a, about six weeks or so as an AMP. So she'll be joining the GPs in the AMP as a blocks session now. Yes. But yes, the rest of them are, are still on a sort of pile them in through the day, but the nurses are looking at it, I think, to, to consider. Yes. And it's nice that it's kind of in their gift to have starts to have a look at it. It's always a, if we feel we own the change, it's maybe much more comfortable than being done to, isn't it? Yes. Um, so are there any negatives? Rebecca, I'm going to come to you first because it all sounds really positive and I can really see how you've done it and why you've done it. So is there anything you just think, oh, actually, this isn't working so well and this is what we're going to need to tweak? I think, um, I think, like you say, uh, the changes have been overwhelmingly positive. And I, um, before before we came today, I did take some time to go around to um, each of the partners really to to really get some feedback uh, to make sure uh, that I was clear on on how people felt about positives and, and negatives. Um, the the main downsides um, or or more ch- the challenges really with it were um, in the initial adjustment to the way people were working. So um, obviously for for many um, of the partners, they've been very established in that two session day for a very long time. Um, And moving to the three session day meant an adjustment in terms of when you do your admin and when you um, do those other letters and and bloods and things. Um, And I think that the, the, the remaining challenge for us still at the moment which we're still kind of in the process of figuring out is around whether we uh, need to do any visits I think when we need to do home visits that tends to be a little more challenging um, in terms of the time between um, the the clinical sessions um, and fitting in the clinical meetings Um, I think that that's probably the two things where we feel like we're managing it at the moment, but there potentially could be a better option. Um, and I, I definitely think across the board, that's the things that people report are the, are the more difficult. Yeah, bits. it's refining. Alex, from your point of view, what have you seen? What What do you think? Are there any downsides? I think the the move across to the duty doctor from was generally positive, but getting that duty doctor balance right. So rather, I think from the GP's perspective, having a duty doctor for the whole for a whole session was quite challenging and it was a quite a long duty doctor for a whole morning or for a whole afternoon um but of course now we've split that duty into three which i think is probably better for the gps but probably a little more challenging for um patient services to manage in terms of when do we change over to the new duty gp when do we do this um how where do i put this patient and when but Overall, I think it still needs a little tweak around, particularly when the duty doctor becomes full and what we do with those sorts of patients um, who really need to be seen and 
that sort of overflow, if you like, of, of demand. So how we deal with that. It hasn't resolved that. And I'm not sure any appointment system ever will whilst um, demand exceeds capacity. But we're getting there. It, yeah, I would say that the managing the demand is still an issue. And is there a lot of, I mean, do you do a lot of evaluations, a lot of measuring to see, can you quantify it's been successful or is it very much more on it feels better, we've got a happier team, people feel their work-life balance is better? It, I think it's quite hard to quantify when we've, because we did quite a lot of changes at the same time. So as to which change actually made the biggest difference, was it the team's um, so we know where to put patients in a bit better. Was it the uh, fact for the GPs moving to the three sessions, it felt better for their work-life balance, which I think, Rebecca, you'll say that it definitely does. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it's it's hard to say, really. I think it's... Uh, yeah, and I think also, as you said, the, the good thing is that you're not complacently sitting back saying, well, we've done this change, it's all been marvellous, just, just sit back and let it happen. You're trying to refine it and trying to sort of just get it, just tweak it at this, at, you know, at the edges a little bit all the time you're going. So we're coming to the end of the podcast. It's been such an interesting conversation. Thank you. But finally, any practice managers or GPs listening to this thinking, yes, we need to change. It sounds much more along the lines of the safe working that BMA have talked about. Let's just see if we can protect our work-life balance a little bit better, but equally give amazing service to the patients, which is what you're trying to do. What one thing would you say, go away and think about and look at and change this? So if you had to say to a GP or practice one thing, Rebecca, what would you say? Just just go back and start talking about or start looking at. Um, I think the I think the, the three block session um, from a from a GP perspective, overwhelmingly, the, the most positive part of feedback from everybody has been that the duty session is shorter. And it doesn't feel so onerous. Um, and it doesn't feel um, such pressure. I think that that reduction in pressure has definitely been the, the biggest um, positive for the GP team. Fantastic. And Alex, what about you? One thing. I think I see the GPs more now because they're not in their rooms so much. So they come out, they appear twice a day instead of just once. And um, yeah, and it just means that communication across the whole practice has actually got better, I think, because the GPs are more visible and they're more available. And um, yeah, it's it's worked so far so good. Um, yeah, it's not completely, but yeah. It's going in the right direction, most certainly. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you so much. And it has been fascinating. And I'm sure if I have got contact details for both of you, if any GPs or practice managers out there want to find out more and want to talk to you about a bit more detail, um, do come to us and we can certainly point you in the right direction. So thank you once again, Rebecca. Thank you, Alex. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wessex LMCs, supporting you and your practice.